Our next guest, though, I, well, I'm glad he's coming on. Steve Eller, he was part of the legend, golden era of Parramatta through the 80s. And Steve's on the line. Steve, good morning. Hey, guys. How are you going? Hey, thanks for joining us, Steve. And we just had Martin Lang on reminiscing about 03 with the Panthers. Um, he woke up this morning feeling already a bit nervous. Did, do you wake up on grand final morning? What's the emotion like, Steve, particularly with Parramatta back in the big one? Oh, I suppose the emotions used to be, yeah, excitement's probably one word, but nerves uh, start to play a big part of all that. I suppose the other thing is uh, anticipation to uh, to uh, get, get on the field because, I mean, when you wake up, you just can't wait to get out there. Yeah. Hey, Steve, of all the success you had, and you obviously had tons of success at Para, I'd imagine that 1981, your first one that you won when Brett Kenny skirted down the sideline mm. in front of the members, dummied to Phil Sigsworth and scored... That emotion at that moment when you'd finally done it, you'd finally won a premiership for Parramatta, that must have been hard to, to beat in terms of euphoric moments in your career. Yeah, I think in regards to the emotions, it, it, it was really like, big for us, but I don't think we realised how big it was for our supporters. And uh, not until we got back to Parramatta um, uh, Leeds Club did we realise how important that, that victory was. And, and uh, then it really hit home to us and, and um, sort of, uh, I suppose... Lifted our lifted our emotions a little a little bit more, but yeah, it was a, certainly a um, very emotional time and a very special time for the club. And uh, yeah, being able to back that up was also special. Well, back it up twice in a row: eighty one, eighty two, eighty three. We know how difficult it is to win back to back NRL premierships. How did that champion team retain its hunger over that you know that fantastic three year period, Steve? Um, I, I think the, the bottom line for us was around well, we're all good mates. So, one thing, and we we spend a lot of time away from the away from the game and away from the field with each other anyway. So we were all good friends, and we sort of committed to to work and do what we need to do with each other. But we had a had a really good, I suppose, structure around us with a, a, the coaching staff, um, our fitness regimes, and all the all the all the different um, I suppose components that go to make up a football team. And um, one thing Jack was very good at was keeping you level headed. Mm-hmm. He didn't let you get too far ahead, and you had to worry about your job, nobody else's, and the rest will come into play. So he was. It was very instrumental in, in keeping us in check and also giving us the, uh, I suppose, the tools to be able to do what we need to do. Steve, as great as that side was back then, uh, four premierships, do you feel that it's time for this current side now to go and make their own history? We've been hanging on to 86 mm. for 36 years now. It's it's almost, well, it is. It's time for a, a new era to come through at Parramatta. And, and, and for the fans and players to create their own history. Well, we, we would love that. That would be the best thing for us as the old players. We would love to be uh, the, not the last team that won a premiership. We would like to be seen as the, the team that won a premiership, but not the last. Um, we want this current team to experience what we experienced. Um, we want the, the current supporters to experience what our supporters felt back in the 80s. So, um, yeah, our, um, our, uh, our thoughts and um, prayers are really with the, the current team because uh, it's something Parramatta needs and it's something that we, I suppose, as a, uh, as a, as a Parramatta supporter myself, uh, we crave for, and I think we deserve. So, but it's it's the hard work done by the team, and they're uh, they're going to go out there and do their best, and uh, they will uh, live and die by the sword. If they the Eels can win tonight, how do they how do they win this ball game tonight, Steve? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, if I, if I knew that answer, I'd be a coach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, look, we the Parramatta and uh, Penrith both both terrific sides. Penrith certainly a benchmark all year. Um, they certainly um, limit their mistakes, and I think. Uh, he's trying to limit their mistakes. I know Penn have scored uh, a couple of tries against South last week to put him in, in the game um, off mistakes from South. So, um, 
yeah, you can't make mistakes in these mm. big games. You've you got, to, got to grab the big moments when that when they come up and um, make the most of it and, and fend, uh, defend your backside. Steve, you talk about the big moments. Mitchell Moses will carry a lot of that pressure. And look, some might even say yeah, that pressure's dated right back in terms of the number seven jumper mm. Mm. back to Sturlow. That's how long it's been. And, and, and Mitch has got to have to carry that responsibility. Yeah, I think it's unfair to to, like, to, to relate or, or compare people to Sterlow because Sterlow was it, was it was special in, in everything he did, and he's um it, it was very similar to Wally in a lot of ways. He was thinking plays ahead of everybody else, and uh, but Mitch is a different player. Mitch is a uh, he plays a different game type of game. The game's different these days as well. But you're right, Mitch does carry a, a lot of responsibility, and um, he has the he has the tools to be able to carry that out. He, he's also got the ability to, to win a game on his own. So. Um, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on him, but I, I think the, the more pressure's on on people like Dylan Brown and um, and um, Gutho at fullback to be able to just step in and um, ease some of that burden. Yeah, and it's going to be a fascinating contest. Hey, Steve, I know you've done a lot of media this week and really appreciate you coming on on Grand Final Day, but one of the things that I was really interested to ask you was this team bus. Now, it's it's been erected somewhere in Parramatta Square, I see in, in, the, in the paper yesterday, and you were there for it. Is that the famous Jack Gibson team bus? Oh look, it's it's a sculpture of the bus. It's um yeah, it's it really is a a, a special monument to a, yeah. to a, I suppose a special time for the Parramatta area. And um yeah, we've got a lot of lot of fond memories of that bus. But I suppose the the, the fundamental um, role of the bus was to give us somewhere to actually meet because we were training at Granville Park. We did have three teams, and um, which was about fifty something players, coaching staff, and whatever. So. And there's only one big um, room where everybody used to sit, but uh, so there's no room to meet. Um, so Jack you know, decided to bring a bus, put it behind the behind the um, dressing sheds, and um, that's where we go. But the, the good thing about the bus is everyone aspired to be on the bus because mm. if you know you got on the bus, you're playing first grade. Uh, so it was a, a goal for all, all the players playing the old grades to, to try and get on the bus, and that was, it was something special that we that we um, uh, I suppose look forward to. Isn't it extraordinary how times have changed, Steve? To think that yeah, that team <laughs> with so many legends actually sat on a bus yeah. and did their preparations compared to what the players uh, have today? Well, it wasn't so much the bus. The bus was, was one component. The other the other part was we, played, we trained at Granville Park, which was good because mm-hmm. it was still close to Parramatta, but it was a dog track. Yeah, and, um, uh, yeah it was the, the ground itself was, um, yeah, it was like an old uh, school ground. Yeah, worn, uh, holes, potholes everywhere. So it was, yeah, it was just the way it was. And, and of course, we were... Back in the old days, we, that's just how we we played footy anyway on grounds like that. It didn't really mm. worry us. So, yeah, you just you just do what's in front of you. you it, it builds resilience for you, and um, yeah, you just I mean, you, when you got a job to do, you just go out and do your job. You sort of forget, don't you, what some of these old grand finals getting replayed, Steve, including the, 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 those great Parramatta wins in the eighties, and the old SCG was a dust bowl by grand final day, wasn't it? <laughs> well, the old SCG yeah. was like heart of the rock as well. Yeah, so <laughs> like, like North Sydney Oval, where uh, North Sydney Oval was like playing on a cricket pitch. And oh, Sydney cricket ground wasn't much different. Different area. Hey, Steve, can you get out? Are you watching the game? At a court tonight, or yeah, going to go out to the game, and um, yeah, it'd be nice to go out there and um, see, uh, see a really good spectacle. Actually, and I got my, my boys are going out as well, so I was really glad they get the experience out as well. So fantastic! Yeah, too. so yeah, a nice, be a nice, a nice night. Hopefully, a, a victory for the Eels. Exactly. Well, the Eels, of course, are in the NRLW Grand Final, and then the big one at seven thirty against the Panthers. Hey, Steve, really appreciate you coming on and just giving us a bit of an idea of what the players go through on Grand Final Day. Hopefully many great memories for you from the golden year in the 80s and the very best of luck to Paramount tonight. Yeah, it'll be a great game and uh, have it for Neil's victory. Thanks, guys.